Hey guys, welcome to the definitive ranking of the Wind Waker, or the Wind Waker HD, depending on which one you've played. So, so to you. <laughs> uh, unlike last month's game, Spirit Tracks, the Wind Waker is was sort of fresh in our minds because we sure, both yeah. played played it when we did our uh, Zelda Warfare about just over a year ago. Yeah, a little more than that. Though it's it's weird, like that's actually something I was thinking about before playing this is like the different ways in which I've played this game. Like I played it back when it came out mm -hmm. and um, I have pretty fond memories actually of playing that with my brother, like together. Okay. Um, I have like a stark memory of us playing it together at my grandparents' house and like being in the wind temple like late at night. And that's just like, you know, one of those like random little memories. Okay. I love that. Uh, and then I played the HD version um, like, after it came out, like within the year it came out, and I remember playing through it like over a weekend, I was sick and okay. just like blasting through it. You always get sick or injured <laughs> and play your Zelda games, but 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 like even that, it was kind of like a almost like a fever dream where it's just like it all blended together a little bit. Okay, and then other times we're just practicing or playing it for our series. So like I haven't like sat down and just kind of casually played it. Okay. And in a long time, really since I was a child. Okay. You know, and so this was a night, this like kind of was interesting because I was like, I was hoping this would happen with Twilight Princess where I was like, all right, can we get in there, take your time, kind of enjoy mm -hmm. some of the non-required things a little bit more. Okay. And so this, this was cool. It was like a fresh coat of paint for me. Got it. Okay. I have a totally different experience with Moon Waker. When it came out on GameCube, I didn't like it. I was uh -huh. not a big fan. In fact, I never beat it initially for a long time. I couldn't, I couldn't remember if I did. I Because for some reason, I feel like I got to the Triforce mm -hmm. part and was like, this is not fun. Yeah. But I, I couldn't remember. It's been too long. Like, I think I got to, like, the Tower of the Gods. Like, so not even deep into the game. Oh, wow. And then I waited until, like, 2009. Like, so several, several years later till I finally beat the game. You had a sight, a big sight at that point. You couldn't yeah. ignore it. Well, I had the Zelda <laughs> Dungeon was alive and well when sure, this game sure. came out, and I didn't beat it. Yeah. So, um, so maybe that's a hint to what's to come. But granted, when it came out on HD, um, I played I, the HD. To me, is by far the definitive version. Yes, I mean yeah. it's it's, um, it fixed a lot of things, and we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah, totally. But one thing I think it didn't fix is the world of the Wind Waker. Okay, issue. yeah. I, I think uh, in in the in last month's episode, I said the Spirit Tracks, Spirit Tracks is the worst world. Mm -hmm. um, I think, uh, in my opinion, it's empty. It's mm -hmm. just, it's it's boring. Mm -hmm. I, it's, 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 there's, uh, what was this, is that the old IGN? There's too much water. Too much water, right. There's too much water. Yeah. I, I, I sort of agree. I didn't go as negative as you, but I, I noticed that especially because I had never fully filled out the map before, I don't think. Okay. And I did it this time, and it's just so it's so weird when you look at the final map and it's just kind of like a tan square. You're okay. Like, there's <laughs> there's land in here, right? The, I mean, thematically, the game kind of addresses it a little bit, which I kind of like. Mm -hmm. um, and... It's not the worst thing in the world, but it does it does stick out to me a little bit. I'm not opposed to open open air spaces. I said this in Spirit Tracks a little bit too, where 
they had kind of this big open overworld mm-hmm. where you're just kind of like looking at these empty spaces. I think that can be kind of cool in games sometimes too. Like these, I think Breath of the Wild does it well a little bit more. Okay. Where it's like, look at just just look at this world. Right. Yeah. You know, there's nothing for miles. You know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this has a little bit of that for me too. Uh, Wind Waker, the HD version, made it so you can see a little bit more in the distance. So you can be a couple squares away and still see, mm. like, Dragon Roost or some of the big, like, uh, the, yeah. the Forbidden Woods. Uh, th- that seemed nice. It gave, it gave you more of a sense of direction of how close you are to locations, I think. Um, but with the world, uh, this you know also talks about the characters that, like, live within the world. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll get into this with pacing a little bit, too. But early on, like v- like, the first two hours of the game you you start with outset you visit windfall mm-hmm. you visit dragon roost and then shortly after you visit you visit the forest haven like in the first 15 percent of the game or 20 you know mm-hmm. that's like 95 percent of all the characters you will interact with for the whole game yeah yeah are on these four islands mm-hmm. and then it's like there's some like fetch quest where you're going back and forth between some of these islands but it was like the it felt like I don't know if this game it, like to me it feels like it was it rushed or something or did they want to include stuff and they couldn't like like I don't know it's just that, that might be a thing in there a little bit I do though sometimes the it's not it's not like executed amazingly but sometimes the repeating of the characters like I actually liked what they had of those characters who were there okay like I liked that there was like. Even something so minuscule as like um, the teacher on Wind Windfall, Mrs. Murray, like you know, ends up giving you. It's like an important part of it's the main, main quest. quest. It's it required, is. you know. It's and so just like meeting and and then with like the people like like Medley and Makar who end up being like these important figures. Like it's th- they have this in Ocarina of Time too, but if it does feel a little bit more fleshed out in mm-hmm. this with those specific characters. Now, granted, there's less of them. There's not, like, a ton of sages like an Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. but I do think the storyline, because there is kind of a lack of a ton of characters, it is... Uh, this This will come up more in, in story, which is why it'll reflect it there, but I think it is a little bit more focused with some of the character work and stuff, and I, and I do find some of these characters to be some of, like some pretty cool characters in the series overall. So yeah, there's like a give and take to that. Right. Yeah. Granted, I wish, you know, I wish there was like, what's, what's a great fish Island. Like Mm -hmm. I wish there was something there, you know, I wish there was something, you know, I, I I do think that there could have been a little bit more. The, the, there's of the 49 locations on the map, Mm -hmm. there's, I would say like 30 of them that are, there's like one thing to do there. Sure. Sometimes it's like a submarine or like you know the six different reefs that they have. Yeah, you kill the cannons, you get a treasure chest. I, I think some of that is okay. Some of the islands, it's, it it's kind of really bogus. Like there's <laughs> nothing. There's the one thing there isn't interesting even. Yeah. Or it's like this is where the ghost ship appears here. You know. Yeah, there's like six locations where the ghost ship are as well, or maybe a little more than that. But but I I did find especially later when you get the swift sail. Um. And and the game opens up later. It does. It does feel like there's in a, in a couple different areas of this. There's some stuff that feels like proto prototypical for like Breath of the Wild a little bit. Okay. We've got this world, and you can see all these things, and you're like, oh, what's over there? I can go over there, and you can go like kind of pick away at your map, you know? Right. 
Now, granted, sometimes you can't do... Th- I wish it had, like, a map system where you can be like, I need to come back here for, right. for this. But, granted, it did scratch that itch yeah. a little bit as I was playing it. Like, retroactively being like, okay, that's that's cool. Like, I did have some fun, like, going... Oh, what, there's one thing I can do over there. Like, going, get the bottle from the submarine or whatever mm-hmm. and, you know, bounce around. Granted, there was, like... I stopped stopping at, like, the outposts. Okay. I was like, I know you can get cool stuff there, like probably treasure charts and stuff. But I was like, mm. okay, I'm I'm done with these. Yeah. Some of that is because I was trying to, you know, get through for the video. But yeah, there was some. I that's why I didn't go one is because there there was like at least an idea there that yeah. I think later on they they really capitalized on in Breath of the Wild. You, know, you mentioned it. It's like it feels like a prototype. Like it's the first of its kind, and it's just not. To me, it's just not quite there. I think it was missing. It's either too big, if it was a little more condensed, or uh, there needed to be maybe one or two like major islands, uh, mm-hmm. on, like with more of a civilization than Windfall has, like nine buildings or something. It's not like uh-huh. it's not exactly downtown. I mean, another uh, yeah, maybe there's some there's something more with that with the world that I feel like uh, I'll, I'll talk about in pacing too. Yeah. I guess. But um, one of the things I love about Wind Waker is the art style, and let me—that's it. I think everyone kind of feels that way. I'd like to actually say I'm specifically talking about Wind Waker HD as well, because there is the art style. It 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 does carry over a little bit, but I love the like, you know, it was a it was kind of a big deal initially with the cell shading graphics from like the Mm -hmm. old days, but like with the HD version, it got that like almost like clay making style character like when you see oh, the character you think so yes i do oh okay and i you can see yeah, it in in dark areas when there's the lighting like when you're next to a torch or something. it's like link looks like a f- clay figure a little bit if oh, you look okay. closely i've never seen that um i like it mm-hmm. and i i like the i i just like the art side it looks it's gorgeous i really think so it's it's nice to look at the just like i think just looking at some of the islands as you're getting close to them um, I mean, the the number one thing this game for me is is just like the vibe of playing it, and which will come off in other categories. But yeah, you know, e- even despite some of these flaws that we're, we'll talk about, like it just feels like a, that's that's also why I couldn't go one on world because it just kind of feels good mm-hmm. to be hanging out on some of these islands, even if there's not much to do. Yeah, um, and the art style is, is definitely a big part of that. Um, I mean, and it changed, it also just in, in terms of what it did for the series, like it changed the course of the series in terms of like aesthetics, like it had up to that point, you know, with some exceptions been kind of more like the specific, like fantasy looking thing. I mean, it remained fantasy, but you know, a specific kind of classic look and this, like it spawned like half the games in the series now look like the Wind Waker mm-hmm. or like some form of it, like a spinoff of the right. Toon Link style. You yeah, know? yeah, it's like it's he's his own character in Smash now. Toon Link. Yes, I think I think this game does it's the best version of yeah. that. So I like seeing uh, Link's facial expression sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even when he's jumping around when he after he beats something or like when he's sidling. Is that the right? Is that the right yeah. Thing? Like you can see his eyes, and he's like looking. <laughs> mm-hmm. And again, with the characters, that's again with with world where like it has some really charming, just charming character designs and stuff like that. So I, I stuck it. I stuck with that. 
just yeah. because the art style helps all of that out. Yeah. Uh, and a big plus for the official artwork as well. You know, I'm a big fan. Yeah. They have a lot of character artwork and a lot of uh, all the bosses have artwork. It's got it. a more, it's got a specific style to it too. It's sort of supposed to look like a a drawing or a painting or something like that, or it's so like on a map. Or a... It kind of evolved from the HD. The HD has its um, own style of style, but the original one, it was like, they had these like bold outlines around all the characters. Yeah, right. It, they almost look like it, uh, like almost like a comic strip at times. I think. Mm, okay. Maybe that's not the right term, but like no, it 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 was very distinctive. Nothing it, like anything before. It was more than just which at this time it's when things started to turn a little bit. But it was more than just here's what it the in game art looks like. You know mm-hmm. that they would eventually, which I like. Like that's kept up in some Zelda games, like where they're. Like, if we're going to have this, the game's already so, you know, picturesque already. Like, let's take the official art to another level, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Uh, so, you, you talked about the story before. So, uh, yeah. You, you gave it some high remarks. And uh, generally, the the community, and, like, this was one of the higher things that the, the, the community, the community ranked the art style really high. But then story was the third highest of the. Mm-hmm. categories so what did you what did you think about this i was su- i was not surprised i mean i knew i knew the story but um i don't know that it was uh coming off of uh some other games in this where I f- in the series where i felt like post you know the classic era that it was just so stuffful stuff again maybe the lack of content but it was a very like fo- i feel like a very just like focused simplistic but epic story that mm-hmm. was like easy to follow and like get behind the characters, you know, like Link's journey with his sister to mm-hmm. first rescue her, but then you find about like the fate of the world is in the balance and you get roped in with the pirates. Like it just it just had a nice arc to it mm-hmm. that was like really fun and satisfying and all the characters were interesting and had a had some hints at more depth to them. Not it's not it's not as like super deep, I think, as people have made it out to be. Right. But I, it is enough for what most Zelda games even approach, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, Link. Link obviously had a very, you know, easy to get behind him. I liked uh, Tetra, who. Right. Um. I, I a little detail I liked was you go in her room and she's like, it's clear that she's like kind of aware of like the greater lore of what what's going on in the world, and so it's kind of you know into that i love and then i love the whole story with the the king the king of red lions and okay this whole it's it's actually <laughs> it's an interesting um sequel it's a good sequel to ocarina of time which i think most zelda games when they get involved in like timeline which is kind of before it it's a failure it's or it's it's just not it's never enhanced but this i think was good especially because of the way it reminded me of Breath of the Wild. Okay. Because at the end of the story, they were sort of like, they were talking about like kind of moving on and starting fresh. And this game introduced so many new things that I thought like the thematic tie with the story of them being like, go out, find your own new world. It felt like, like if I was pretending it was 2001, like, oh, here's like, we're about to enter this whole new era for the series, you know? Mm Mm-hmm that you know they kind of hard pivoted back to like let's make ocarina of time but edgy <laughs> you know later on but right 
I don't know. I just found that so like it was. I found it very inspired. Yeah. For uh, for a Zelda story, you know. Yeah, and I do like how uh, like the character development of like the two main sages that you interact with with Medley mm-hmm. and Makar. I like that. Uh, it did have going back a little bit to Ocarina of Time. Sometimes like you get you got introduced to some of those sages and then they played bigger roles later on. Mm-hmm. Much more of these two because they're literally playable characters in the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I like both of their story arcs. Yeah. yeah uh, I th- that was fun. Uh, I I love the the first like third of the game I would guess when you're looking for your sister. You know, that's your initial there's there's like a Link is inspired to go on this quest mm-hmm. more so than like it's not his destiny or anything. Like no, he's <laughs> he wants he's... to save his sister. Like that. Like you right. know, obviously there's more to it than that. But like mm-hmm. it's something like it's pretty dramatic. I think that initial scene on Outset Island. Yeah, yeah, I I like it too because it it is a it's just again a simple hook mm-hmm. that leads to something greater, and it's 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 something that I I was kind of disappointed with Twilight Princess that I felt like they could have done with uh you know like the the humans the hylian the resistance you know like okay you know it it, may, it was a natural progression but it instead it had to turn to like some other stuff yeah. that i was like not into so some other like r- really memorable scenes i love the scene at the forsaken fortress when valu comes and like the the rito come mm-hmm. they burned like they like save link at the end there yeah like, and that that's post um battle with the the helmerak uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's after the cutscene at the top of the Forsaken Fortress with with Ganondorf. Again, I love how these characters are like weaved in and out of the plot, mm-hmm. like Valu and and even this one who ends up being a boss, you know, or like you even have you have stuff like like Medley is in, like helps you you help her and she help gives you the key item and Dragon Roost, you know, mm-hmm. like these characters come in and out and it feels natural, but it, like enhances the story so yeah. well, I think. I, I did feel just a minor negative, I guess, but sometimes I felt like your character knew too much or like they didn't like tell you things or it was like, why am I getting this? I felt that way early on with uh, like, you know, like when the King of Red Lions tells you, oh, you got to go to the Forbidden. Why am I going to the Forbidden Woods again? What am I what am I doing over there? Oh, and I felt that way a little bit. Like when we when we went to when you go to Great Fish as well, it's like what? Like I'm looking for a like I felt like it. Maybe he explained it, but yeah, I think he says, yeah. When you wake up on uh, Windfall, he's like, "We we need to get the stuff." To, he's like, "Look, if you really want to save your sister, you're gonna need to get the Master Sword." Mm-hmm. So I think that's, I think that's sort of explained. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm it's, just. This I was is not like, a perfect story by any means, but yeah, I, I I felt like I remember. I have a quick story when I played this with my cousin, who was a he was a little kid at the time. He was only eight years old. And like I was trying, we were. This was early on on Outside Island, and you know they play that mm-hmm. like six minute legendary hero cutscene, mm-hmm. and like he wants none of that. You know? <laughs> He's like, I want to play the game, and then he just went and picked up pigs for hours. But um, he, we only he got through the and like it was like his first time through, and he had no interest in the story. Like he was just. It's it's definitely it's not like Ocarina where you can just start playing and you're like in the action, which I normally am opposed to, but I think. I think it gets it gets to something like it's better than going up to the forest temple three times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have more of a mixed bag about the story. I don't think it's one of the best in the series. Mm-hmm. I think there are other games that uh, that do it well, and sometimes they have much less story but still do it better. I think. 
one one thing that I that really stuck out to me in a way that it hadn't before was just how bright and beautiful the world is. But it is like sparse, and it's because there people are living on the mountaintops of like a flooded world. Like yeah, like so many people were were killed in that. <laughs> I'm sure, but. And there's that underlying darkness that of like even the king says it or is like he's regretful of how things were, but then you also have uh, Ganondorf in there, and you know it's it adds a little extra dimension to him. I, again, I don't think he's like there's a lot going on there, but I do like the implication of like there's something more. You know, he talks mm-hmm. about where he came from, and he's like I, you know. I, I kind of uh, coveted, he said, he coveted the wind of, you know, this land that wasn't, you know, scorched desert or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, he he points out to Link um, the kind of uh, irony of how the gods treated Hyrule. Mm-hmm. He talks about a, a sea with no fish, you know, and he, he talks to him like the gods betrayed you or abandoned you or something like that. And I, I kind of love that like again it's just below the surface of this like beautiful world but it's not you know they don't go they don't go nuts with it and like it's not overblown it's just enough Mm -hmm. so to me i I loved the simplicity of even the darker nature of this beautiful game yeah yeah, i that's why that's why i gave it high marks okay yeah (laughs) yeah you gave it a four so you're yeah I'm doing well here. Again, it's this was because it was like one of my first times to like kind of just take the game at my own pace. You yeah. Know? And I played this in huge se- se- sections. Like I played yeah. multiple hours at a time actually. Yeah. I And, you know, one thing with, with, with the story, like I was doing a lot of the side content. So I'm mm-hmm. like, like sometimes there was large gaps between like the main story portion. Mm-hmm. So like I was like after Forbidden Woods. I was literally going island by island, charting it, okay, and doing the little I, submarines, getting pieces of heart, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was playing this the way I would normally play, which I haven't gotten to in a while, which is like, you know, kind of hit stuff on the way, or if something inspires me, I'll go that way, which for me, wor- this game works in that sense. It's not perfect, and I, I think we'll talk about it with the mm-hmm. pacing, right? <laughs> well, pacing... Ah, oh, boy. Where to begin with this one? Um, like you, you make you make comparisons to Twilight Princess a lot, with with like going to the Forest Temple three times. Like, yeah, I I feel it takes like I don't know when when like it's so slow to get started. Mm-hmm. I really feel that way. I like I I like the Outset Island. When you play it on like like when I play it now, I know what to do, so I can run through Outset Island. Mm-hmm. I can run through the forsaken fortress i can get the stuff on windfall right away mm-hmm. it feels like to me the action portion of the game doesn't really get going until like after you talk to everybody on dragon roost to do that like yeah yeah dragon roost cavern mm-hmm. is the start of this game like with from a combat perspective and from a puzzle solving from a more yeah well, i think they wanted it to be forsaken fortress but it's just it's <sighs> i i actually like that place as a concept it just seems weird as the first yeah dungeon you know i actually think it's a it's really interesting as a dungeon and proto again like a prototype for maybe breath of the wild of like kind of open-ended like explore how you want to explore but yeah it's just so weird that that's like the first 
kind of a dungeon thing you do. I remember back in a compendium months ago, you had mentioned how, like, Outset Island serves as a tutorial a little bit using the basics mm-hmm. of your weapon. You know, you finally get your sword, you learn from Orca, and, and you know, and now... But now they throw you into the Forsaken Forges and immediately take away the weapon that yes. you just got. Mm-hmm. And now it's like a weird, another tutorial level kind of, of stealth mechanics, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's some combat in there with like how to steal items from some of the Boko Blin, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Uh, although it's like a tutorial that I feel that doesn't really come into play much. It's not like there's massive stealth later on in the game. Not stealth, but uh, there's... Um, in Dragon Roost, there's a lot of using the weapons, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. That they, that's actually kind of a Breath of the Wild thing too. <laughs> but uh, yeah. um, I for me the pacing in that sense was okay because yeah, I like the setup of the story okay, um, but just because it was at least providing, an, it felt like progression was still happening, mm-hmm. like new locations, new mechanics that. I think kind of played off each other pretty well um, as opposed to like, okay, you're in the forest temple. Now you're in, or you're in the forest. Now you're in the forest as a wolf. Now you're, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, just, I don't know, like, like let's get somewhere right. newer, fresh, you know? So it was a bit of a, gu- and then it's on to after, like after doing that and after, you know, they, they have to teach you to swing on the ropes, which you could just learn in the Forsaken Fortress. It's fine, whatever. But then after that, it's like, Okay, now now you're on the boat and you're going and you kind of get a little taste of what it's like. And then after Dragon Roost, now you can go a lot of places. Not quite. It, the map doesn't open up until after Forbidden Woods. But you can you can travel a bit more freely. You could go back to Windfall. You can go to Windfall or to Forbidden. That's it. If you go north or east or uh-huh. anywhere that's not a direct line to either of those. The King of Red Lines will, will make you turn around. Right. There's wall, <laughs> invisible walls. But. but it is like the world is slowly opening up mm. like around you in a and it feels okay. It's okay if you're kind of following the path, but it it's it's I don't know, it's um I don't know, it's not as harsh as Twilight Princess, I feel like, but it's still not as it's not exactly where I want it to be either. Okay. Uh, I felt that it's so the, there's the intro, the tutorial portion, really, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, more of the story element portion too, as well. Uh, but then the sailing part is it like mm-hmm. really opens up really after for the Forbidden Woods is when you literally can go across the whole world, and uh, it takes forever to get place to place mm-hmm. unless you have the swift sail. Yeah. The problem is nobody who plays this game for the first time is gonna it, like after you beat Dragon Roost, mm-hmm. it tells you to go. Yeah, well, that's actually what like, I did. The King of Ryan. King of Red Lines, literally, I think he tells you to you have to change the wind and go south. Mm-hmm. So it's like you ha- it, the, the natural progression of the game is to go to the Forbidden Woods and do the yeah. forest. Ta- but that's the- on you. I mean, yeah. if, if you and the game's kind of trained you to keep going. But but then, like, you can't get the swift sail until well after that because then it turns into that endless night where it's raining. So you got to go to Greatfish, then the mm-hmm. outset, then the or Greatfish, then the windfall, then the outset, bend back to windfall. Yeah. It's and. Like it's it it has that sort of like in Spirit Tracks, it probably better than Spirit Tracks, where Spirit Tracks you just like plot your course and then hopefully no enemies show up. Okay. I, you know, there's a lot of that with Wind Waker, I think, where it's like, okay, change the wind, you're going this direction. Okay, I'm on I'm on the right route. Okay, hopefully no enemies come. Oh. Let me just put the controller down and come back in in three minutes and I'll be at Outside Island. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. In that specific section, I felt outside of it, it wasn't really that bad. 
I feel like it they... Was, I felt like it was like sail for a minute, and there's like an island you stop off on and see what it is, and then, you know, keep going. Get yeah. The, get the fish or whatever, you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe the game, it, it kind of encourages you to do that. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know... Although that one part when it's always raining in nighttime, you just want to get the rain away, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's 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 like they kind of addressed this with the HD because they knew, I think that they, this was not the greatest system, so uh-huh. that's why they introduced the swift sail. It's just so awkward that the way they put it, like where mm-hmm. they put it, yeah, like it's hidden in an auction house, of which it's one of like five rewards that you can't get until like like. Why not just make that from the get go, like, uh-huh. or give it to you after Dragon Roost or something? Like, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it really like they knew they had a problem, so they put in a solution that I don't know. I don't think it did the trick. So I think it's just slow to get around. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously with the Swift Sail, once you get it, and then once you get the uh, song of um, I'm passing. Uh, no, oh, 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 oh the teleportation. Yeah. yeah. Then, then okay, you can get almost anywhere really quickly at that point. But mm-hmm. I think that the, the combination of those two, that's for, like, replay. Like, people who know what they're doing already uh-huh. will get the Swift Sail right away and then make it mm-hmm. make it less annoying. But if you're playing for the first time... Right, you don't get that. But if you're playing for the first time, you're, you're also... also exploring it's new, from. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why I was trying, kind of coming into it that mindset. And once... Once you do kind of get that stuff, I, I, did, I, I did say earlier, I really enjoyed, like... Uh, do I want to go check this out right now? Or, oh, no, I should go do this. I kind of liked, I did have sort of that Breath of the Wild thing, like, where do I want to go now? Mm-hmm. I think, like, again, they were, like, leaning into that. And I, you know, I feel like they should have just tried it again mm-hmm. sooner than Breath of the Wild, you know. But I I think they needed to either, like, part of the part of the problem is that, like, the way the story unfolds is, like, you have, a key location here, the key location in the other corner, and then the next key location in the other corner. And you want to like go back and explore these areas or explore between them. But instead, like the story is like forcing you across them. Mm-hmm. So it would have been one thing if it was like, like Breath of the Wild, where maybe you start in the middle and, you know, you can kind of make your way out and maybe get some warps or something so you can travel back. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there, there, there was an idea here that I, I think they could have uh, they could have nailed um, sooner than it took them, but yeah, I I didn't go as low as you because it eventually does click with me. Okay, but I I just wish it was sooner. Like I collect, I like that I could start doing certain things for like the Triforce quest earlier right. on, but it would be cooler if you could do it from the once beginning. you leave the island. Not all of it, but you no, know maybe right. give you some. Yeah, that would be that would be kind of interesting and fun if it yeah. was. And it would be stuff you legitimately have to discover. Yeah. And they could have still had some of the trifle. Like, they didn't need to take out some of that stuff then. Yeah. Because you would want to, it would be, like, cool. Like, you're, like, you're, part of the game is exploring and discovering, like, pieces of the Triforce. Right. That, in the beginning, if you don't know what that is necessarily, it feels like just a collectible, you know? Because the game at that point is not telling you you have to get this. Yeah, like I think you made, you've made you made some comparisons to Breath of the Wild, but like the memories in Breath of the Wild is a good example mm-hmm. where that's like one of the main quests, finding all the memories, but you can do it at any point. Yeah. If the Triforce were something like that, where it was literally a quest that was given to you from the get-go, uh-huh. and you can do it. Because I feel uh, after you beat the Earth Temple and the Wind Temple, like that last... 
know, a third of the game, maybe a little less than that is, yeah, it's just finding mm-hmm. all these pieces, doing a lot of sailing, playing a lot of, like, parts of the game that look very, like, there's, I feel like there's several, how many of the Triforce pieces involve just, like, fighting, like, rooms of enemies that are, they all look the same. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it, it feels like you're doing the same there's thing over like and over. There's, like, two or three, I think. Yeah, I think there's two, and then there's the Savage Labyrinth a little bit, which is a little different. Than I don't even think they needed to do as much as, like, give you like a quest that you keep track of. I think they do they do enough in that you meet Tingle, he gives you a chart to go to him mm-hmm. and and you get the Triforce incredible chart or whatever it is from him and that's that's enough to be like, "Oh, I want to check this out." But the problem is you just can't do much of it till yeah. like before the Earth and Wind Temple, then you can do most of it. Yeah. But it would be cool if you could. Right. Even if it was after Windfall, like yeah. that would be cool. Uh, the last note is that I think the game is a little easy as well. Yeah. I don't know if you feel that. There's, especially there's like, uh, and this might be a negative statement, but it's like the press A to win, as I call it, mm-hmm. <laughs> where you literally just target and wait, wait, wait. Oh, then you can press A when it tells you to. Right, you like have... it doesn't get harder, like the combat really. Mm-hmm. Like there's some there's some decent challenges, but. When there are rooms with like three, four uh, dark nuts in a row, in the same room that could be a little harder but even um, then yeah that being said in my most recent playthrough I decided just to play through in hero mode just because it's a little more challenging uh-huh. so I give them some credit for, for adding that <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool mm-hmm. uh, th- that'll come up soon but also, I also just think the there isn't maybe in terms of the the puzzles there is but in terms of like navigational difficulty the dungeons don't really Mm-hmm. ramp up too much there, there's a there's a couple times it does they get longer yeah and and again i think the puzzles we'll talk about it the puzzles build off each well other that's well. we're, we're at the gameplay and combat okay. segment here so well like, i gave that high marks in general because i think outside of i i didn't go full five because again i don't think the combat was it, that wasn't difficult or whatever it was press a to win but mine was more based off the the gameplay of everything else one the game feels really good to play and you don't have to there's not a lot of stuff you have to do that i think feels bad but also i loved the um the items and the way they built off each other and not just your inventory but using other people's items and okay and like swinging on the ropes is fun and it just uh this game more than the zeldas before it and except for maybe some of the handhelds like had a lot more like platform elements in it where you're like swinging around and and floating around like that's that's not something you did as much I feel like where I need to like you know can I make it to there you know that there, there's definitely some puzzles that involve that but this really mm-hmm. had that and it, it was just fun and felt good to do so that's that's why I went high with it okay um and, and I also felt like as opposed to I'm going to keep bringing up Twilight Princess because it's those GameCube Zeldas, but where, like, I don't know why, but, like, the wolf felt it was just different. It, it was, like, two different games. Like, the boat, to me, does not feel like a different game, especially because it's, like, you get the bombs and now you have a cannon. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it felt like a natural progression. You know, you got okay. the you got this one item, it affects it here. That's not, like, a ton of the items, but it it just felt like it, it made sense thematically and I liked doing all, like, collecting the treasure and shooting the bombs, so fighting okay. stuff at sea. You know, you mentioned the the, the boat, and I, I want to talk about that, because that's pretty... 
not like it's the most important part of the game, but I think it. And there's a few things oh, that's that important. I, I always found annoying with the boat. One, I always find it really. I find it a little awkward how Link gets in and out of the boat. I don't know why. Like, why does he just jump and <laughs> jump into the water? He docks like... and then jumps in the water. Yeah. It's... <laughs> and it's it's always like whenever I get to an island, I'm trying to like get onto the island. Oh, I can't get. Where's the? Oh. Like, you can't go up a slope. That's this. You need one that's like like and you're like walking around an island where you can get up it. Yeah, that I I didn't have that problem too much, but. And then you see a treasure like a little spot on your on, in the sea where you got to go salvage treasure uh-huh. and you get to it and you pull out your gra- oh I, I didn't get it let me move a few inches for, oh the light's gone okay let me back away see where i gotta go again like this is not like supposed to be hard it's not that it's like i don't know why but i i i know like that's not like an interesting challenge like remember where the light is but i always i always felt so satisfied like if you got like, on your if first I nail it, yeah <laughs> which i got pretty i'm pretty good at it, i feel like i mean I've got something to brag about, but much better at it. But it's just like, why do they get rid of the little like light of circle? Like the, just leave it there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> especially because you got the the chart for it. Yeah. Right. So if if it's not a chart, uh, uh, an actual chart, like if it's mm-hmm. just a random one and I miss it once, and then I just say forget it. I just okay. <laughs> it's just money anyway. So uh-huh. it's like I, I like I don't even care. But like, um, yeah. And you mentioned the map, like. They could. Uh, I like that they they put the map on the the Wii U on the the bottom screen. Mm-hmm. And it looks nice. Uh, so I think they could have done a little better with the like where the treasure maps are. Okay. Cause, cause sometimes it's not even clear where they are. Something like you gotta like decipher what island is. Well, this? I think that's part of the, the fun of it a little bit. I and mean, you got like a mm-hmm. it's like a puzzle in itself or whatever. Like um, that's actually I don't want to go too far off topic, but there's another um, um, black flag. Assassin's Creed game, you get treasure charts, and it's like it's like an illustration of a point and an X, you know, and it, it, it makes you, the spot. Yeah, it makes you feel like okay, I got it. Hmm, where is this? So mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that. I usually though would just be like, I'll get this if I happen to see it, you know. So yeah, what I'm I'm not like speaking like this is a great, super great thing, but I, I don't know. I kind of like that it was a little obscure, especially because a lot of it is it's treasure, you know, it's it's secrets. So right, yeah. So, um, but okay, maybe I'm nitpicking a little bit, but I don't, no, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> I think the boat is kind of awkward, and I just don't like getting in and out of it. I don't like getting in on some of yeah, the miscellaneous I, islands. I guess I just I didn't have those issues as much, and I don't know. I I just was personally satisfied checking things off my map, and I, the only thing I wish is that you could mark things like like, like on the DS. So yeah, or even Breath of the Wild, just be like. I've been here, you know, so I, I don't need to come back. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I liked floating around in the boat. I will say the um, the some of the puzzles. I really like the Earth Temple in particular. I love the co-op, okay. co-op puzzles with with Medley. Okay. With the mirror you know shield. How I feel about those. You don't like them. I don't like that. Okay. Because I feel like hmm. it's it's just like the light's shining here. You need to push this block here. It's not. I don't know. There's no puzzling to it because it's very it's very strict. There's a couple extra things you can shine it on, but it's never it's not okay. like I gotta. How do I do this? You're never confused about how to do it. Yeah. Once you shine the light on one thing, you've shined it on everything. Okay. There's some where it's you figure out. Oh, I had like it's shining this direction, so I gotta go the opposite way, and then this. But 
Okay. That's just that's just my take. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> One of the last rooms in the Earth Temple with the with the, with all of the reflecting mirrors. I, I like that room. Yeah, it just it's okay. tedious to me. Well, yeah. we'll talk about that with that. And I do want to mention that, like, uh, I talked about the combat already. Mm-hmm. Press A to win. Like, um, I think the sword play is, is not. I don't yeah. find it exciting. My favorite part of the sword play and the gameplay is when you're just targeting a dark nut. And he tries to hit you, and he hits one of his friends. I did like <laughs> I did like that there was kind of there was some kind of like almost like in Breath of the Wild where there's some sort of improvisation there where you can steal items, make them hit each other. You know, you can you can experiment a little, which is kind of at the heart of Zelda. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's like it felt like mechanically it felt a bit nicer than Ocarina of Time, but it was less challenging. So. Okay. And I don't think, like, and to me, the the A thing was like a nice little finesse thing that made it really easy. But they they went way overboard with that. I think with the hidden skills, where it, it became less about how are you going to defeat these guys, and just like how cool can you look while you defeat them. It's <laughs> yeah. not a question of if you're going to defeat them. It's, yeah. It's just like it felt like adding like a a Tony Hawk trick system where, you know, it's like you can just look really cool while you demolish everything in your path. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, let's talk about the, the items and the abilities. Um, yeah, I I loved them. You did. Okay. I, again, the prototypical for breath of the wild, this introduced the, the sailcloth or whatever. Yeah. The, the deco leaf, the deco leaf. Um, but on top of that, I just think again with the platformer thing, this game made navigating and moving around so fun because you know you start off where you you're learning to swing around, and then eventually you can swing around yourself, but then eventually you can swing and then into floating, and mm-hmm. um, it just it does encourage like messing around with certain combination and combining the weapons a little bit every, ev- almost every item even up until the later game except for like the mirror shield has like a fun combination with another item like where you have to use the boots to push a thing down and make you fly up and then use the leaf or mm-hmm. you know something like that which I think is like uh, not as many Zelda games there are some who do it really well and this is one of them I would say okay and I I and I, I like the addition of the using other people's items and making a ton of puzzles around that, especially in Dragon Roost. I think that was really cool. But there's also just because it's so it's kind of so linear, they do a good job of like basing the puzzles around these things and sort of having uh like a theme with the puzzles, you know. Like Okay. In in I think my favorite puzzle wise, my favorite dungeon is um the Forbidden Woods. Okay. Where it's all based around like both moving the the little nut you have to use and like hitting the eyes in different ways. They do a good job of being like, now you have to try something different and figure this yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I just love it feels good to just be in this world and float around and stuff. Okay. I I'm not a big fan of the inventory overall. Mm-hmm. Like I and I think this has maybe a little to do with pacing, but like like the order of which you acquire these items is okay. is 
One, there's like 75 different bags in this game. I don't know why they keep moving. Like, you get a spoils bag early uh, on. Then yeah. you get the bait bag. Then you get the delivery bag. These are three of the first four items I think you get in this game. Oh, sure. Uh, That's just like... Yeah, who cares? Those are sub-menus, basically. Yeah. I don't really consider those. Well, that you get... Then you like you pick up all these little, like, knight's crests, and you get uh, the butter joy butterfly, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, those are okay. <laughs> uh, spoils are okay. I don't. Uh, not a negative on those. Uh, but like the first item you get is the you know the grappling. The first major item is the grappling hook, mm-hmm. and the second item is the the Deku leaf. Yeah, and like uh, they're good for. I guess it's just a little like you can't kill anything with any of these things. You know. It, uh, uh yeah. It, it, well, you're not really supposed to, I should say. Yeah. And then even the boomerang, a lot of enemies are not. Uh, harmed by that either. The, oh, the boomerang, when you get it in Forbidden Woods, it kills like everything. It's, it's good awesome. against the plant enemies, yeah, particularly the Deku Babas or the Boko Babas, I should say. Actually, this this is another we've talked about before in other videos about how like the boomerang is just isn't really good in 3D games. This I think is the my favorite 3D boomerang. Yes, just because it feels good to use. It's not awkward. It does have the target multiple things, but it's like. In, it's not as clunky as like bring 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 it just does it you it, know what I mean it auto targets yeah. you don't have to target yourself when you you literally just hover it over and it does it there's no second button yeah so it's to me it's better than Ocarina of Time yep but not as clunky as you know it it improved it but then it it didn't go too far yeah so I, I actually think it's pretty good and it's it became a for a minute it was a good secondary weapon for me Okay. Not that the like I was like strategizing combat too much, but okay. I I just I like the Zelda games where like I feel like Ocarina and A Link to the Past and to a lesser extent majority they have like these massive inventories where you have all these different yeah. weapons at your disposal. Mm-hmm. And Wind Waker eventually gets to that point, but like really late in the game. I don't even really think it does personally, and I I enjoyed it. I just don't think it really does. I, maybe like I said with the story, I feel like it's a bit more focused. It that that's one way it's not prototypical Breath of the Wild or like even it's where it's like you're exploring this open seal is that it is kind of a like this game could benefit from just acknowledging that it's a little bit smaller and okay moving some things closer together. I do like the combinations though. That that that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And you know the Forbidden Woods. We ranked that high in our definitive ranking. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> I think we really fought for it, I think. Yeah. I don't remember. But let's talk about the dungeons because okay. Um, we both gave it a two, actually, and then generally this was the lowest ranked portion by the community. Yeah, and one of the lower ends by the staff. I was actually a little surprised. My my biggest complaint with the dungeons, well, there's a few of them. <laughs> They're all very linear. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine you were probably going to say something similar to that. Similar, similar, and yeah, it was it was hard to again. I liked. I was almost going to say I loved, but I, I just really liked, I did really like the puzzles, which are mostly in dungeons, but it was hard to know where to put the points for that because the, the dungeons themselves, yeah, like don't, not until, not until the wind temple really make you ever have to think about where you need to go next. Okay. You know? Which is just, that's what I, I love about Zelda. Mm-hmm. The, the wind temple is also the, I think the only dungeon where there's ever a point where you have to be like, I don't know where I need to go because mm-hmm. there's or there's, there's multiple like three routes different places at one point. Yeah, and you can do things a little out of order. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying that makes for a bad dungeon. I yeah, it it, it actually really does. I mean, we talked about this with Twilight Princess, and I gave that 
that I think has the best dungeons in the mm-hmm. series, actually. And uh, and those are all very linear very as well. S- and they're very similar. Yeah, like yeah, like like Forbidden Woods, for example, is pretty linear. But I think it's just because of the puzzles and stuff. It's really fun. But the problem, and and actually, even Dragon Roost was one I feel like we wanted to rank pretty well because I also think the puzzles in that with like. Okay, now I gotta light the thing on fire to burn this, or I gotta th- you know stand and oh, I got I can throw a burn th- torch. Sword. Yeah. yeah, I love that stuff. But again, like I think it's just be it is because of the actual navigation of them, they all feel similar in that way. They do a good job of making you think you're in a different. It's kind of like Twilight Princess, so they kind of trick you a little bit. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't get that satisfaction of like, aha, I need to go back here, you know? Yeah. Um, and the dungeons, this is from the Tower of God, the last three dungeons, basically. Tower of God's mm-hmm. Earth and Wind Temple. Well, I hate playing the command melody over and over. It's, yeah, I wish that that could have just become a button. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, don't, we don't need to do this over and over. Like uh-huh. We get the point. Uh, and you got to do it a lot, actually, especially in, in the, the Wind Temple, in particular mm-hmm. with Makar. Um, but at the end of the day, I feel like there's not enough dungeons either. Yeah. Like there, there is Forsaken Fortress and Ganon's Tower, which are kind of like incomplete dungeons, I would say, or maybe the two Forsaken Fortresses together are a dungeon. But like, maybe this is you know, Wind Waker came out right after um, Oracle of Ages and Seasons, mm-hmm. and before that, well, even Majora's, Majora's Mask, Mask didn't have any. Well, you know what, Majora's Mask masked some of it, some of its dungeons because they had a handful of mini dungeons as well uh-huh. in there. Uh, although I think that is a problem with Majora's Mask as well, but. Minus Majora's I, Mask. I don't feel that as much because I don't feel like like the, it calls for... That's a whole... We can get into that. This, it really sticks out in this one just because you do two two dungeons or you've done th- three if you have Forsaken Fortress and then we're like, all right, let's go to the new location and you get there and it's like, it's almost like kind of a, a letdown. I, I end up liking the story of it, but like, um, I wish... The, like Great Fish or like Great Fish some, should have been the third dungeon. It should have been like or a fort, whatever. Yeah, like a, just another like dungeon there, and then even that like when in, you know it's like instead of doing the Triforce collecting all there at the end, like maybe there should have been another dungeon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like you, you can for me, you can feel the moments and see when you look at the map, like locations where they're like there should have been something there right like you it, the game like m- makes you think about that at I, least for me and, and i know there's been like stuff has come out about this since the game is released but there was like stuff that's been cut from wind waker mm-hmm. they, yeah I, which i don't uh, know if they had enough time i don't get too mad about that because there's stuff cut from every game right you know but yeah compared to like majora's mask where it's the world feels very to me very full and like here's the worlds and then within them there's sub dungeons this mm-hmm. is like here's this big open world and you know yeah. like five dungeons six dungeons you know I will say though of the fine made dungeons they're all pretty beefy though even Dragon Roost as an intro dungeon is pretty you know it's yeah that's again with the progression that like some of them get a little bit bigger but they're all mostly kind of these big you know right. they do they do the Zelda thing of like like you loop around to a room or something and you feel like wow back here again impressive yeah. but it's like the yeah the like the ride they've taken you on is impressive but it like yeah. you know there is some backtracking for like optional items which yeah. is cool i always try to clear all the treasure chests 
And they do a good uh, job. Some of them are like like in the Forbidden Winds in particular. There's, there's like one like way up high. There's several of them that are like, <laughs> I think I did everything, and then you look at your map. Oh, I'm missing four treasure chests. Like, mm-hmm. you, yeah. There's cool. Again, I think they did a good job of like some of the dungeons. Like, just feel cool when you're there. Like, especially because they tie into certain story things. Like, that's that's pretty neat. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's talk about the uh, the enemies and bosses. So this is the lowest that the staff gave to mm-hmm. to the game, and the, although the community was more middle of the road, what did you think about the enemies and bosses? Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Not, uh, like there's like none of, none of the bosses really like are my favorite necessarily. A lot of them are just kind of easy or whatever so none of them stick out they there's cool like again scenes or music and i i part the standout one for me is the helmarok okay that's just a cool it's honestly a pretty cool fight even for how not too tough it is but it's it's got some dimension to it i think and it's a great moment but then all the other ones don't really do much for me okay especially like I don't know. I guess maybe it's just a thing that Goma now, since Ocarina of Time, has to be ridiculously simple and easy, you know? Yeah, and, and Goma at this point had been in Legend of Zelda, had been in Ocarina of Time, had been in World of oh, I'm not opposed it, to that. Moon's Awakening. Like, it, yeah. Uh, it was, yeah. Is Goma just, like, the first boss now? Is that? Like... I guess so. Yeah. Well, it's not been used that much, but I don't know. Even in Ocarina of Time, you do a a bit more things except if you really know what you're doing you can just kind of crush it but this is just like you aim up you swing you jump and you, oh now you aim at the eye I don't know it, I don't know yeah. to me it wasn't right. it wasn't setting the world on fire but and then they had like uh, you know Bongo Bongo is a huge boss from Ocarina mm-hmm. and then they have Godon here yeah oh no actually I thought that was kind of cool okay you liked him <laughs> Yeah, he just looked cool, and then the story moment was cool, and he he talk, he's not like an enemy, you know, like right. That was kind of cool, like testing you a little bit. And this was like one of the first, like like that became just his whole like visual appearance kind of became a Zelda kind of uh, part of the theme in a lot of Zelda games, like those kind of like semi futuristic looking, you know type thing it'll look cool Godon seems like he should be in Breath of the Wild yes he should yeah. be a boss in a shrine or something <laughs> yeah yeah exactly he looks like he's got kind of that Sheikah he looks tech. like a shrine he looks like a shrine <laughs> but I, yeah and then I don't I, I did like with the common enemies um, like I liked just that um, you had a sense of the moblins and all, all the blins or whatever being kind of Ganon's minions and being throughout the world and like they're on they had submarines and they had outposts like I thought that was kind of cool um, but n- none of them are particularly challenging or anything but right they're, they're cool they're just cool classic kind of Zelda enemies a lot of classic enemies returned in this one mm-hmm. and uh, although I think the overall cast of characters in terms of enemies is a bit smaller than some of the N64 yeah. games there's a lot of same variant like there's like six I like the choose there it's my favorite design of the choose okay kind of carried yeah. over to uh phantom hourglass mm-hmm. but uh yeah the enemies I think were okay it, I think yeah. it, it suffered a little bit from just the this goes back to the dungeon there's not as many dungeons mm-hmm. so there's in, in, so there's not as many bosses in that sense and some of them right. were uh, um like I don't really care for uh Kali Deimos 
I don't really like that boss battle no. at all, actually. No, no. Jalhala, when you're just throwing them against the split. Like, there's, they're, uh, I don't really like that. I don't know. They're just not as memorable, I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, Other than, I feel like the two that I said I'd stick out Hamurak. to. Me. Well, he's got a good story because he's yeah. part of the main story, yeah. Uh, how about Ganondorf, like, final boss? It's, it is one of the better, I think, fights with Ganondorf. Maybe okay. the best, actually. I, I like, well, I like the Link the best one, but. That, yeah. Um, yeah, I like it all right. I really don't like the puppet section, so it, like, kind of brings it down for me. I think the Kali Damos and the Puppet Zelda both have the same, when you're just, like, walking around and just aiming and you got to hit, like, 75 things with the boomerang. Mm-hmm. I don't have a hard time with that in Kali Demos. It just feels kind of, it's like a little boring. But I do struggle with it with Puppet Ganon. The, the boomerang's just in the air forever. Like, wait. <laughs> yeah, it's a little Come annoying. Like, I don't know. The scene, the ending, the scene is cool with Ganondorf. Like, again, story moment. And the music is awesome in that moment. So, mm-hmm. you know, but it not mechanically not really a fight I love or anything. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about the side content and extras. Did you did you do a lot of the side material? I did more than I ever have. I still didn't do all of it, but I, um, you know, I got more bottles than I think I have. I got more heart pieces than I think I ever have. I did all the map. Um, uh, I did. I think I did the the Deku. There's there's some stuff in here I liked to do, and then there's other stuff that I was like, I'm never gonna do this. But that's there's stuff like that in every Zelda game, to be fair. I feel like a lot of the main quest stuff felt very side questy, if that even makes sense. Okay. Like, uh, you know, when you're doing the Triforce quest and you're going to the and you're doing those enemy gauntlets. Yeah. The three I think there's the two enemy gauntlets and then there's the Savage Labyrinth, the mm-hmm. big enemy gauntlet. Like like um I actually liked I like that though. It reminded me it it, sh- it was just the pacing of it, I felt where it's like you could only do it in this block instead of like stretch like maybe give you some more earlier mm-hmm. it reminded me though of in a link to the past where it's like i got this medallion i don't know is this is this required or not you know like you can okay you can get some of this stuff like naturally like you can get the cabana deed pretty early and go there and i'm like you can't without the hammer you can't get around but it is like oh i got this place oh oh there's a thing down here you know like, right I, I i thought that was genuinely well done mm-hmm. uh, other than the pacing of it like i so i wish that was like a bigger thing in the game yeah they actually because of if it would have been paced better like i said i wish some more of those charts were still there because i li- i liked doing that so okay uh a few things i i didn't like um well the trading quest with the goron with the the merchants with the little items yeah it's really never, awkward. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I just because it because it, like interacting with it was so awkward. I was just like, oh, I'm not gonna do this one. Okay. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. But yeah, that's 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 again why but, maybe it's more. In, but so a lot of the side content in, involves like you get the submarine chart, which shows you all uh-huh. the submarine. And uh, do you feel so the submarine and also the bottom of like Tetra's ship? Mm-hmm. Every single one of them has the exact same layout. Where it's like there's the upper ledge, the bottom, a staircase yeah, yeah. in the back. And sometimes they don't use the staircase in the back, but it's like clearly they're like, let's recycle the same. Uh-huh. Like, it's kind of lazy if you ask me a little bit, but like everything looked identical. And uh, yeah, I don't know if that's like a, a, a negative, but it felt uh, like. Yeah, I didn't. 
I can see that, but uh, to me, it, because of those areas weren't supposed to be that important, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like a little side area, so it's, you know, in a submarine in the ship. I mean, if they wanted to, that they could have done a whole thing with that, but it, to me, it was it was the equivalent of like a, you know, in Breath of the Wild, just like a, t- like a guard tower, you know, where it's like, you know, just some stuff there. It's a little side thing. There's also some, some things that I... Like there's the the slide puzzles. Did you do any of the slide puzzles? No, they're like they're those, okay. But yeah, I, I do like them. But I I like them. But I was like, I don't have time to do these before yeah. the video. But uh, I talked about the treasure maps and second treasure. How I don't really care for that kind of stuff. I, I yeah no I I like those because and actually I um I never ran into a problem of having too much money. Okay. So oh okay yeah. So the, the economy was. Uh, it depends on how I feel like the economy can be broken depending on how you pl- are playing the game. No, this is also one of those things that they fixed in the HD version where oh, really? you, you in the initial game I think you can only get a wallet to a hundred rupees initially. Oh okay. Maybe to two hundred. I don't remember, but like the wallets are much larger, mm-hmm. especially initially with Wind Waker HD. Uh, yeah, I felt like there was enough in there too for me to spend money on. That I actually wanted to spend money on, like to get stuff from Beatles, the ship shop or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and uh, just to even get the membership and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Then if I think you know, again, if I had to pay Tingle to decipher more, some more stuff, you know, I could have used it a, a little bit more too. But did you do any of the Nintendo Gallery this time around? Mm, no. Okay. Uh, so that is like one of the big side quests I guess yeah it's a they fixed it a little bit in the HD version with like because before you had to get oh yeah yeah y- you can only get black and white pictures until you get the forest fire firefly I think it is from the <laughs> in, in from the forbidden from the forest haven you got to bring it back to Lenzo get the camp the deluxe pick the box now you get that right away at yeah. least uh, I do find it annoying that oh it used to be you only can the capacity was three pictures <laughs> so that's like three pictures, go back, do it, and go back, and oh my god! At least now they did twelve pictures, but why twelve? Why not just fifty? Like what? Like you know who did a what game did a really good job with this is Breath of the Wild. <laughs> better, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's like you go to turn them in. I think you can turn them like ten. And they, oh, don't send any more. Like I, and it takes me time to make these figurines. Come back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me play the song of passing. So it's two days later. Oh, no, now they're done. Great. Right, right. Now here's my other 12 pictures. Oh, I have to give them to you one at a time, and you have to comment on each one. Like, there's 100 and whatever, 30 of these things. I, like, mm-hmm. it's could have been handled better. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's one of those things where it's – I mean, I didn't, it's not like I gave this a very good rating or anything. I said it was good. Yeah. But, yeah, that aspect of it is another one of those I'm never doing this, you know, type yeah. things. Which is which is fine, but for the people, I can understand for the people who are gonna do it, make it a bit more tolerable to do to actually do it. Yeah, and I, I do like some of the optional side. You get the magic armor, but you also get I forgot what it's called. It's like the it's like a mask almost mm-hmm. where you can see the enemy's health bar. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a cool little addition that you know. Yeah. I think that's the that moved. I believe. I think in the HD version, that's at the end of the. Savage Labyrinth, I yeah, believe. Yeah, I think so. so I, I didn't get it this time Or that around. might be the magic. One of those is flipped around. But. There, There's also um, some fun mini games. I think. 
the the battleship, <laughs> the battleship, ship. yeah, spleesh, yeah, Ka-boom. and the mail sorting is okay. fun, yeah, yeah. They've got some character. They're unique, I think, too. Like, there's no other. It's not just a another shooting gallery or another fishing hole, you know. Yeah. So I I liked it. Yeah. Uh, so now let's talk about one that apparently you, me, staff, and community can all agree on. Yeah. This got 4.7s from both the community staff. I think I'd have to look back, but that might be the highest score of any um, category in, oh, okay. any, in any game so far. Okay. 4.7 is hard to get because that you know that means it's overwhelmingly fives. fives. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I gave it a five. And I think this goes to what you talked about at the very beginning when you were saying the atmosphere of the game. Mm-hmm. And I think the mood, it just fits with the music so well. Mm-hmm where the majority of the tracks are very happy and uplifting. Uh, I love the, the standouts for me are the title theme, the legendary hero at the beginning. Yeah. I think even Outset and Windfall, they're not the, I don't think the greatest themes, but like they're just, they fit the moods of the islands. Mm-hmm. Um, Dragon Roost, of course. It's Yeah, that's one of the most iconic songs in Zelda now. Yeah. It's carried over for sure. Um, I, I just like to like... Um, it all sounds like a, you know, like it almost all sounds like a um, one type of band or orchestra playing it because of the, the like instrument selection is very focused. Even the title theme, which ends up being like a song in the game too, has the two instruments of the two sages or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of like this very like acoustic string instruments are found throughout it's a lot of violin and and uh harp and you know even dragon roost is like got some like guitar kind of sound in there so i i just love the whole like it's a very it's it's they made a choice that's again like the art style where it's like sort of a new direction where it's not just um like meant to sound like a big orchestra march you know epic yeah theme i mean there's that in some of the previous games too but this was like the whole game is mm-hmm. this one kind of feeling that's different than it's ever been before. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah, I mean most people can agree there. This is not a not a hot take or anything. No, no, no. It's uh, it's yeah. it's. I don't know if it's the best, but we we just did a video where we put it pretty high though. Is where we might have said it was the best. We put it at the top. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it it's up there. I mean, you can ask me on any given day, I might give you a different answer, but it's definitely one of the best. I'd say. I could be convinced, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Like, our overall rankings. Uh, so this is, like, looking at my list real quick, I w- I'd like to say that between Spirit Tracks, Wind Waker, and Twilight Princess, like, Wind Waker is, if it's not clear by now, is not one of my favorite Zelda games. Mm-hmm. I don't feel attached to it like I do a lot of the games. But those, like, three are probably, like, just the order we picked these games just ended up being this way. But I think some of my, in my opinion, my least favorite Zelda games are the ones we've covered so far, minus A Link to the Past, obviously. Okay. So I think my list, you can see there's a giant gap between one and two, is going to begin to start filling in as we get... some more games. Okay. Yeah. but My mine, I was, I was, it was like a surprise. I, w- I didn't expect to like it as much as I did, and you know there, there are there are certain categories that I flip flop points on or whatever. But other, some for better, some for worse. So, but anyway, it was just like, yeah, I, I was surprised that it 
I I thought for sure like I I had always kind of like lumped it in with like the GameCube Zeldas, you know. But I I actually saw a lot in it this time that I really liked. So it's I'm surprised that it's at number two right now. But yeah, um, and you've got more of a a, a range. I've established your... a range. <laughs> yeah, so like any game can fit anywhere. Like yeah, uh, I will say that uh, for the community, uh, we have to go to the decimal points at this point. Yes. So uh, Wind Waker barely beat out A Link to the Past, mm-hmm. but the community likes them GameCube Zeldas. Those that's, are uh, that's not a surprise. That's our you know kind of our been our category, our our demographic. Yeah. Uh, whereas the staff also had to go to decimal points, <laughs> but A Link to the Past narrowly edged out Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. But there's a really Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and A Link to the Past are all incredibly close with the staff. Whereas Twilight Princess is kind of Pulled ahead a little bit, not pulled ahead, but it's at the top of the pack right now. Yeah, I mean, and that's yeah, that's not that's what we kind of expect to see because there's a bit more fondness for the 3D Zelda games or you know the console Zelda games, I guess. Yeah, but overall, of amongst those four lists, they're they're all distinctive at this point. Yeah, this is a is this the first time for real? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Um, actually, well, I think these four were all distinctive actually before this as well, but um. Yeah, it, they're going to get crazy different as well. And I think next month is going to be one of those ones that's going to divide the community staff compared to you and I. Because... Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Next month, we're covering Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. So, yes. Uh, the Black Sheep of the Zelda series. I, I hate that term. Why? I was like hoping you didn't say it. <laughs> it's not a judgment, a quality judgment though. It's just a it's just a matter of, you know, there were two games in the series. One was like this, one was like this. Mm-hmm. What is the legend of Zelda? Oh, the I see. we're talking about in history. It became the Black Sheep. Okay. It, well, not at the time. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh I'm excited about it because I, I, I like Adventure of Link, but I want to see what it does when we throw it through the grinder here. Yeah, we when we put our, our extremely objective scientific process onto it, Yeah, what happens? <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, just like always, there's a poll in the description below so you can take part in it, uh, make your, your voices heard. Let's see where it fits in with uh, the community. I... I, I, I think it's safe to say, after next month, the community will still have Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, A Link to the Past. Oracle of Seasons, Spirit Tracks. I don't know. Let's see. I I, I, I don't Is have Is there any hope that I, Adventure of Link can beat Spirit Tracks? I, I'll make you a bet that it's going to be at the bottom of both Okay, so all you Adventure of Link fans, come out of the woodwork, tell your, tell your grandma to go fill out the poll. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why. Apparently, <laughs> grandmas like Adventure of Link. It's a game, but... it's a game for grandmas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's going to do it. And uh, we'll see you guys next month with some more definitive ranking of Zelda.